Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, September 14th. The U.S. equity futures are trading up very slightly. So you have S&P futures up seven points. That's about 17 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up seven points. That's about five basis points. Dow futures are up 68 points. That's about 20 basis points. So modest gains in U.S. equity futures. Asia was mixed overnight. You have Japanese stocks continue to trade very well, um, largely on political optimism, um, as well as some improving COVID trends. So the EK was up 75 basis points. The TPX ended up uh, about 1%. The Hang Seng continued to come for sale. So the Hang Seng finished off 1.2%. You had further selling in tech names. So Tencent and Alibaba both off um, 1% to 1.5%. Turning to Europe, the major indices are trading flat to down small. You're seeing underperformance in luxury stocks, so carrying LVMH, et cetera, as well as basic resources. You're seeing outperformance in Europe in autos, chemicals, and energy. So relatively slow morning, um, very mixed price action in the major geographic regions. The biggest incremental macro story to me was um, you're seeing another kind of mini COVID resurgence in China, um, isolated to one um, particular part of the country. But Remember, the government there has a zero tolerance policy in place. So even a small number of cases um, will result in relatively draconian lockdown restrictions. And you're seeing that occur. Again, it's in only um, a select region, but there's just a lot of anxiety that to the extent you were to see um, further uh, metastasizing in cases in China, you'll see you know m- more parts of the country be placed under lockdown and you have some, uh, you know, a couple of very major holidays coming up, uh, one in particular in about two weeks in October, the golden week holiday. So that's why luxury stocks are getting hit so hard in China, um, sorry, in Europe, um, just related to um, some of the travel implications and spending implications of what's happening with COVID in China. So that to me is kind of the biggest macro story for the morning. You had very strong jobs number out of the, the UK that's helping the pound and tenure yields in the UK both move up. Um, otherwise, relatively slow evening as far as macro news is concerned. A couple of micro items. You had Oracle earnings out last night. The quarter itself was uh, in line to mildly underwhelming. FX was the main driver of the revenue miss. Um, the guidance was essentially in line. So nothing too dramatic, you know, slight underperformance, slight disappointment, but nothing too bad. Um, you know, earnings, uh, pre-announcements of so Herbalife, HLF came out and cut guidance last night. Um, you know, not a bellwether company by any means, but this is just the latest example of companies coming out and either explicitly warning for Q3 or talking down numbers. Um, you had Triple M do the same yesterday morning at the Morgan Stanley conference, um, Grab, which is kind of the big um, DoorDash, Uber-like company in Southeast Asia that's coming public through a SPAC. They had earnings out last night, also trimmed their guidance. Um, you had a couple of uh, other examples, one in Australia, Brambles, which is a major global shipping um, shipping company and makes crates, pl- uh, pallets, et cetera, issued negative guidance. That stock was hit about 10% in Australia. So um, I would say on balance, you have earnings updates that are more negative than positive. I think, again, the market is giving a lot of these updates a pass. Um, the market cares much more when earnings pre-announcements are the result of negative and market demand. They tend to kind of dismiss warnings that, that are the result of supply chain issues, which are thought to be very temporary. And I think that's why you've seen markets absorb a lot of the negative earnings um, headlines out of the last week relatively well. For the Tuesday calendar, I think you have two major events. The US CPI at 30 
you know, street forecasts are looking for a mild downtick in the year-on-year change of inflation. So, um, you know, I do think inflation has largely peaked in the U.S., and I think you're probably going to see a lot of kind of quote-unquote inflation has peaked like enthusiasm to the extent the numbers comport with the street forecast or even undershoot the street estimate. Um, you know, obviously that will have positive near-term knee-jerk implications for sentiment. Um, you know, I do think though that any attendant rally should probably be faded. It's not going to sway the Fed. The Fed is very much on track to taper. You're still going to get a taper in November or December of this year. And you still have inflation that's at relatively elevated levels. Um, and then I think more importantly, the market really is grappling with a lot of other issues beyond just inflation right now, um, whether it's you know Fed tapering, ECB tapering, tax hike risks, shutdown risks, debt ceiling, earnings pre-announcements, elevated valuations, September seasonals all of the massive amount of supply that gets dumped to the market, et cetera. So you still have a lot of macro overhangs um, over the coming weeks that are going to create upside, uh, that are going to um, you know, block any uh, meaningful rally. So like I said, I think any, any gain that happened today in CPI, um, I would fade it. The other big event today will be, I think, presentations at the Barclays Financial Services Conference. You're going to hear from a lot of bank CEOs today. Um, you know, banks are the one area of the market where there has not been a lot of insight for management teams on the state of Q3. We really haven't heard from CEOs since the middle of July when they reported Q2 earnings. Um, you know, I suspect that a lot of banks are kind of tracking to plan for the quarter. So that message will be received well, given that you've seen warnings from a lot of other sectors. Um, so that could be a, a mild positive for the banks. You did see the banks kind of, I think, um, front run the news a little bit yesterday. They rallied into the presentations. Um, Apple's product launches at 1 p.m. Um, you know, this will obviously get a ton of media attention. The new iPhone this year is expected to be very evolutionary with just some minor upgrades to certain pieces and components. Um, you're also going to get a new Apple Watch, uh, and that starts at 1 o'clock. Nothing all that exciting on the earnings front today as far as scheduled earnings are concerned. And you also have the California recall election. Um where Newsom is expected to win, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, look like he could easily lose, but um, the polling figures have have shifted in his favor in the last uh, week, week and a half. Um, and that is everything for today. Like I said, relatively quiet evening um, and slow morning for the most part so far. Thank you, everyone, for listening.